The last thing we were discussing was a statement Shmuel said that the law of the land is the law, and that's the reason we go on bridges, even though it could be from Jewish people's wood, and that's the reason that the, the king's messengers could go to one valley and take all their wood. We talked about one person paying the taxes for the partners and then him collecting from them, but not when it comes to sharecropping. We said that the tax collector could take a deposit from one person, even though it's really because another person, the neighbor, didn't pay. And that's only for this year's tax. And we said that you're not allowed to buy any animals from pens that were created within the city limits because could be there's stolen animals over there. And with that, we're going to start Kofiud Gimel Amudbet. Three lines from the bottom where it says, Machriz Rabah. Rabbah announced, Vitem Ravunan, some say it was Ravuna, Besalkin, Ailaud, and Hatin Letata, those who go upwards, meaning those who go from Babel to Israel, or come down, meaning they go from Israel to Babel, you should know. Hi, Bar Yisrael, the Adasadut, Adekuti, Velat of Omine. If a Jew knows a testimony that could help a Kuti over a Jew, and civil courts have never asked the, the Jew to come to court to testify, and the Jew on his own went to the civil court and testified against the Jew to help the, the Kuti, we put him in Heren. My Tama, what's the reason? Because they extract payment, they collect payment even based on one witness. And we only put the person in had. That's only if there's one of them. But if there's two witnesses, no. And even with one witness, we, we didn't say But that's only if it's uh, the village law, meaning the, the village judge who doesn't know how to really judge. So he's just going based on whatever he knows. But the real courts, they also, if one person is testifying, they make him swear, just like by Jewish law. And when I was in the Beit Midrash of Ravuna, he asked the question, Someone who's hashuv, the goyim edim, he's so important that we trust him like as if he's two witnesses. Do they Do they collect payment based on his word, and therefore And therefore, he should not have to testify. He should get out of testifying. Or Dilma. Or maybe, or maybe because he's so important, he can't run away from them, and therefore he can testify. The Gemara says, Tiko, we're not sure how to look at it. If a Jew sells his property, which is neighboring with another Jew, but he sells it to a Goy, we put him in a Hanim. My Tama, what's the reason? If it's because of the whole deen of neighbors, you have to let the Jew buy first. But didn't we learn that didn't we say that if someone sold or bought an area from a Goy, the neighbor can't kick out the Jew? In the case of buying a property from a goy, he could always say, look, I, I helped you out. And in a case where he sold it to a goy, he could have said, I, you were never even in the option. Of, uh, I was never planning even to sell to you. 
Ela, the reason is The reason we put the person in harem is because the neighbor could say, Hey, you put a lion on my border. And that's why And therefore, we put him in harem until he accepts upon himself all damages that happen because of the goy. It's really your fault. And the Rishonim explained that they make him write up a contract right now. They don't wait till he damages. Next Mishnah. Natlu mochsin et hamoro natnu lo hamor aher. If tax collectors took away his donkey, they gave him a different donkey. Natlu listim et kesuto natlu lo kesut aheret. If uh, thieves uh, stole his shirt, they gave him another shirt. Hare elu They belong to him. Mepnesha be'alim etiashin mehen. Because... We presume that the owner gave up on them, he doesn't plan on getting it back, and therefore there was a Yush, there was a Shinui Rashut, and therefore it belongs to the thief or the tax collector, and he gives it to you, it's like you're getting it from them. If someone saves a lost object or something from the river or from, a, or from an army or from thieves, if he heard the original owner giving up on it, then he he can keep it. Uh, but if he didn't hear it, then he would have to give it back. Same thing if a swarm of bees ran away from his field, they belonged to him and it's very important to him, and he went to another person's uh, field. If someone heard that the owner gave up on it, he can keep it. We believe even a woman or a child to say that the swarm of bees came from that field and you would have to give back the swarm of bees to the owner. And a person is allowed to walk into his friend's field to save his swarm of bees. And if he damaged anything in his friend's field in, uh, during the process of getting back his bees, then he has to pay whatever he damaged. But he's not allowed to break big branches in order to save his bees, even if he plans on paying it back. Rabbi Shmael says you're allowed to break and just pay. You don't have to stop yourself. And the Gemara starts, If someone, we have a bright that says, if someone took a donkey from the tax collector, he has to give it back to the original owner. Because the ten of that bright held, just giving up without a shinui reshut, without an exchange of possession, is not strong enough to acquire something that was stolen. And when it originally came to Zinz, it came in a prohibited manner. And some say, some say that the Braita said that if you want to give it back, you give it back to the original owner. My Tama, what's the reason? They hold just uh, giving up when the original owner gave up, that's good enough to, for the new person to acquire it. However, if she be mamon she no if a person says, listen, I'm not interested in having a duck, it doesn't belong to me, give it back to the original owner, not to the tax collector. Next, we learned in Mishnah, we learned that these things belong to you because the original owner gave up. Now we're talking about a thief that is a goy. But if the thief is a Jew, 
la, then the original owner is not going to give up because sabal mahal nekitna le bedina because he's thinking tomorrow to take him to bedina and get that donkey back. So the Gemara has a question. Matki flower of Yosef. Adaraba ibcha mistabra. I can always say the opposite makes sense. Ovet kochavim de dayane begete la miash. I can always say when it comes to the goyim that their judges judge very strongly and they're going to hit him and, and get that donkey by force. Okay, I could always say that the original owner didn't give up because he knows he could get that donkey back. Israel, Kevan de Amre Memar, but Jews, they just talk. Their deen is not as strong. They're not going to start hitting people. Me'ash, I could always say the original owner gives up. Elai, Tamar, Asefait, my brother Ravasheh said his deen in regards to the end, where it says, Someone's saving from a goy or from a thief. If we heard the owner give up, in then you could keep it. Setama, if we don't know that if he gave up or not, la, then you can't give, you can't keep it. And over here, Rav Asher said, "We're only talking about goyim because they judge with force." Israel, but when it comes to a, a thief who's Israel, since they just talk, it's not as forceful. Therefore, Mi'ash, the, uh, the person would give up. Next, Tanana Tam, we learned earlier in the Masechet, Orot Shel Ba'al Abayit, hides, pieces of leather that the owner has. Mahshava Metamatan, the minute he thought, that's it, they're done, it's a rug, it's a bad mat, it's it's done, that's it, that's enough that make it able to become Tameh. So if a dead mouse falls on it, it can, it can become Tameh. Vishal Abedan, with a leather worker, in Mahshava Metamatan, their thinking, their intent, doesn't do, uh, doesn't make a difference because if someone else comes in thinking, oh, I want to cut this way, that way they'll still uh, cut it. So their their thought doesn't finish the process. Shel Gazlan, an outright thief, in Mahshava their their intent is not strong enough to make it able to become Tameh because the original owner thinks he's going to get it back because he knows who it is. But the pickpocket who the owner doesn't know who it is, he gave it up and therefore the Ganav's thought makes it a done product. Rabbi Shimon holds the opposite, that Shel Gazlan, the outright thief, the owner gave up on it. He's not going to get it back. That's why the thief's intent makes it able to become Tameh. But when it comes to the pickpocket, his thought does not make it Tameh. Because the owner never really gave up thinking he's going to find this pickpocket. And Amar Ulamachloket between Rabbanan and Rabbi Shimon is only Bistam when we never heard them give up. But if we heard them give up, then according to everyone, they gave up and they're Kone. Even if we heard them straight out give up, there's still a Machloket between Rabbanan and Rabbi Shimon. They'll just tell you that the Yush that we heard was a fake Yush, it wasn't a real Yush. And Amale Abayyad Rabba Abayyad told Rabba, don't argue on Ula. The end of our Mishnah says exactly like him. It says, It says, The owners never gave up. It says, The reason that the thieves' Mahshava doesn't work because the original owner never gave up. But if they did give up, that's it, it belongs now to the, to the thief. In our text of our Mishnah, it says because there's no such thing as the owner giving up. 
So the Gemara has a question. Tanan, it says in our Mishnah, it says if the tax collector took the donkey, gave it to this person, the person can keep it because the owner gave up money. Who's that Mishnah like? That there's no difference between the tax collector and outright thief, uh, uh, pickpocket thief, they're all the same. Irabanan then Kashia Gazlan. According to Rabbanan, then in regards to Gazlan, the owner doesn't give up. And according to Irabishimon, Kashia Ganav, they hold. Irabishimon uh, holds in regards to Ganav that a person doesn't really give up. So Bishlam Ula the Amar Beadu Akane. I understand. According to Ula, who said that if we heard them uh, straight out uh, uh, give up on the item, Hachen Ami Okay, then over here also we could say we heard them give up, and that's why the Divrei Kol according to everyone they're Kone. According to Rabbah, who said, even if we heard them give up, and there's still a machloket, then who's this Mishnah like? It's not Rabbanan or Bishimon. So the Gemara explains. Now, when we say outright leave, we're talking about we're talking about an armed robber, and according to Bishimon, he holds that. That's an outright thief, and uh, and the the thief now is Kone. So the Gemara says, Ihach, if that's the case, Hanu Gazlan, that's the same thing as an outright thief. So the Gemara explains, Tere Gavne Gazlan, there's two types of Gazlan. There's a regular Gazlan, outright thief, like the tax collector, and then there's the armed robber with the gun to the head. So the Gemara has another question, Tashema. Here we have a Braita. Haganav, a Gazlan, Anas. A Ganav, pickpocket, Gazlan, outright thief, Anas. He takes something by force but throws money in the person's face. We said, Whatever they did with it, it counts because they own it. So money, who's that like? Irabanan, well, Kashia Gazlan, you have a problem with the Gazlan. Irabishimon, then you have Kashia Ganav, you have a problem with the Ganav. He holds that the Ganav is not Kone. So now, I understand according to Ula said, we're talking about a situation where the original owner gave up. Now I understand according to everyone why the, the thief of yours is Kone. Same thing over here. You can tell over here we're talking about a situation where we know that they gave up, and that's why everyone says the, the thief is Kone. But according to Rabbah, who said, even if we heard them give up, it's still a machloket between Rabbah and Rabbi Shimon. Who is it like? It's not Rabbanan who say that in regards to Gazlan is not Kone. And Rabbi Shimon who said the Ganav is not Kone. And my answer is, we're talking about Belistim Ezuyan, the armed robber. Rabbi Shimon here, because according to Rabbi Shimon, the Gemara says, Ihachi, Hainu Gazlan, then that's the same case as Gazlan. The Gemara responds, Tere Gavne Gazlan, there's two types of Gazlan. We talked about the, the outright thief, and we talked about the armed robber. Or you could say that this Braita is not Rabbanan or Rabbi Shimon. It's according to Rabbi the Tanya, Rabbi Amar Ganav Ke Gazlan. Rabbi holds that a Ganav is like a Gazlan. Rabbi Shimon, we hold in regards to Gazlan that he's Kone like Rabbi Shimon. Gufa, Rabbi Omera, Omera, Ni Ganav Gazlan. So we we just learned a second ago that Rabbi holds that a Ganav is like a Gazlan. So the Gemara is going to ask a question. Ibaya lehu ke Gazlan de Rabbanan kaamar velakane odilma ke Gazlan de Rabbi Shimon kaamar vekane. When Rabbi said that a Ganav is like a Gazlan, is that like according to Rabbanan, and therefore they're not kone, or is it according to Rabbi Shimon that that holds that that the Ganav is kone because he gave up?
And obviously the Gemara saw the answer in the upcoming lines, but now we're building it up. So Tashema, we learned in our Mishnah, if a tax collector took a donkey, gave it to this person, because the original owner gave up money, who's the, the Mishnah like? If it's according to Rabbanan, or you have a problem with the Gazlan, they hold that he's not Kone. If you have a problem with the Ganav, he holds that he's not Kone. If you want to say that Rabbi, when he said Ganav is like a Gazlan, according to Rabbi Shimon, and he acquires it, then Haman, you can always say that this is Rabbi, and that's why he's Kone. And everything fits perfect. But if you want to say when Rabbi said that a Ganav is like a Gazlan, he's talking according to Rabbanan, and the Ganav is not Kone, then how many? Who's this Mishnah like? It's not according to anybody. It would be Rabbi saying that they're both not Kone. According to Rabbi Shimon, the Ganav is not Kone, and according to Rabbanan, the Gazlan is not Kone. Rather, we have to say that Rabbi holds like Rabbi Shimon. The Gemara pushes back. No, maybe it's different. Maybe we're talking about an armed robber. He's like a gazlan. Rabbi Shimon, and he goes according to Rabbi Shimon. But if that's the case, Hanu Gazlan is the same thing as uh, outright thief. The Gemara explains maybe there's two types of gazlan. There's the outright thief and there's the armed robber. So the Gemara tries to bring another proof. We said that the pickpocket, the outright thief, and the person who takes something and just pays for it by force. accounts. Money. Who is that like? That the, 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 it's all good. That that means they acquired it. If you want to say that Rabbi holds that Ganav Zagazlan, according to Bishimon, Mishum Hachikane, that's why they acquired it and they could be Makdish to Ruman of Aser. Great. If you want to say that Ganav Zagazlan, according to Rabban, that they're not Kone, Hamane, who's the bright I like? The Gemara responds, you could always say again, but this we're talking about the armed robber of Rabbi Shimoni. The Gemara says, then it's the same thing as the Gazlan. And the Gemara again responds, there's two types of thieves, outright thief and armed robber. So, I want you to see what Rabbi taught his son, Rabbi Shimon. In regards to a thief who left over something to his children after he died, we said if it has something with responsibility, and then, he, then they have to give it back to the original owner. And Rabbi explained, It's not something with the responsibility meaning land. Even if it's a cow that they plow with, a donkey that they carry things with, they have to give it back. Because out of kavod of their father, meaning people are going to say, oh, this is the, the stolen cow, this is the stolen donkey. So you have to give it back. Now it sounds like the reason they don't give it back is for their father's honor. Let's say their father is not a person you have to give kavod to. Meaning without that reason, you don't have to give it back. Because they acquired it. It sounds like when Rabbi said that he holds according to Rabbi Shimon that they acquire. Next, we said the same thing in regards to the swarm of bees. If the original owner gave up, then the, the person who has them acquired it. Why, why do you have to bring this up? It's obvious. If the person gave up, you could keep it. Didn't give up, you can't keep it. So like my explains, 
Even a swarm of bees, which the whole acquisition of a swarm of bees is a derabanan. It's not a deoraita kinyan. Really, from the Torah, they're hefker, because no one really has control over bees. But the Rabbanan stepped in and said, no, there, someone can have control over the bees. So, I would have thought, I would have thought, look, this swarm of bees, the person only has a right to them out of the Rabbanan, and therefore, and therefore, even if we didn't hear him give up outright, he still gave up. That's what the Mishnah is coming to teach us. It has the same deen of saving something from a river. That if you heard him give up, he gave up. If not, not. Next, we learn from Mishnah Amar ben Beroka. Rabbi Yohanan ben Beroka says a woman and a child could say that oh, the swarm of bees came from there, and a person can chase them and keep it. And the Gemara asks Isha ve'Katan ben Aidu. You know, you really want to say that a woman and a child can testify? We know that they can't. So Amar of Yudah, Mashemuel, Hachabe Ma'askinah. What are we talking about? Kegon Shayu Be'alim Ratvin Aharin. The owner is chasing them. The Isha ve'Katan Mesichim Lefitumam. And a woman and a child were just talking innocently. They were just saying, "Oh, the Omer Mikani Etzan Hells," and they're saying, "Oh, the swarm of bees came from there. Go chase it." And they were just talking. It wasn't a real uh, testimony. And Rav Asher held that this concept of just talking, and we can prove something from just talking, that's only in regards to an aguna. If a child said, oh, I was at this guy's funeral, I saw him get shot in the head, whatever the case is, or if a woman says, oh, I saw this man get shot then, this woman's allowed to get married. Okay, in that case, we believe, but not when it comes to money. So Amadeh Rav Inad Rav but we see in regards to the swarm of bees, it's money. And again, same story. We believe the woman in the Katan when they're when they're just talking. And like my explains, now when it comes to the swarm of bees, and told different halachot because it's only a derabanan. But the Gemara asks, you want to tell me in regards to the Oraita laws, we don't uh, trust a child or a woman when they're just talking? One time there was a story with this man, he was just talking, telling a story, I remember when I was a child, I was riding on my father's shoulders, took me out of school early, and they, took, and they took off my clothing, and they put me in the megaveh, so this way I could eat teruma at night. ended off the story as follows, and my friends were stayed away from me, this way not to make me tameh, and they used to call me Yohanan the halot eater. Made him a kohen based on that testimony. So you see, when it comes to the oraitas, we do believe the, the children be talking. The Gemara explains not they only believe them in regards to betrumah de rabbanan, but not to the oraita. But the Gemara says, "Ve'ama ve'akate de oraita la." You really you're not going to believe him in regards to the oraitas. Ve'ha ki atar Rav Dimi when Rav Dimi came to Belamar Rav Hana Kartigna ve'amid la Rav Ha Kartigna mishtai. Some say he just said the story. Maaseh ba lifner Rabbi Yoshua ben Nevi. A story came in front of Rabbi Yoshua ben Nevi. Ve'amid la Maaseh ba lifner Rabbi. Some say the story came in front of Rabbi. But you know, kehachem is yachlefi tumo. A child was just talking. Ve'amar ani ve'imini shibenu leben ovdei kochavim. That me and my mother were captured by goyim. 
Shavim, Yatzat Elishov, Maim Dati Alimi. I went to go get water. I was thinking about my mother, making sure that they're not going to make her tame. When I went to go get water, I was paying attention to my mother. And based on his testimony, it would be let her marry a Kohen. So you see, in regards to Deoraita, we do believe a child just talking. The Hachamim were lenient when it came to a captive. The whole thing is if she's in Safek, if she's Tame or not, plus you have the child saying that uh, he was careful. And therefore, we're going to trust them. Next, we saw the Mishnah, but you can't uh, chop off someone's big branch in order to get your swarm of bees, even if you're thinking to give him the money. And Rabbi Shemal, the son of Rabbi Yohan said, you could even cut that big branch as long as you plan on paying. It's a condition of Betin. That person could go into his friend's field trying to save his bees. You're allowed to break his branch, his big branches. And the owner of the field can get paid for his big branch from the from the swarm of bees that belong to his friend. So it's a tie betin that he's allowed to walk in, save whatever he can save. And he'll get paid from the bees. Tanai betino, and there's another condition of betin. Two people are walking. One has a jug of wine. The other has a jug of honey. And the jug of honey cracked, and the honey spilling. Tanai betino, there's a condition of betin. that the person with the wine should spill out his wine. and he should save his friend's honey because honey is worth more. And he gets paid for the wine he lost from his friend's honey. Tonight, Betin, who there's another condition of Betin that if your donkey has wood on it and your friend's donkey had linen on it and the donkey died, and now we need to get this linen, which is more expensive than the wood, we have to get the linen somewhere. That he takes off his wood and puts on his friend's linen. And for whatever he lost for the wood, he's going to take from whatever the linen is worth. Because this is these were some of the conditions that when Yeshua gave Ben Israel the land, that they were going to forego these losses to help out each other. The next Mishnah is going to talk about someone whose item was stolen, and he was walking on the street, and he sees someone else wearing his jacket. The, uh, the person obviously bought it from the thief. If someone realizes that his uh, clothing or his books are in someone else's hands, and everyone heard that this person's uh, clothing or books were stolen, so the buyer who's walking around the jacket, he's going to swear how much he paid for it, and the original owner is going to give it to him, and he can take back his clothing. If no one heard that his item was stolen, love call him. Him, you know, the, the person making the claim can't just make claims. Because I could always say that the original owner sold it to, to, to Reuven, and Reuven sold it to Shimon, and that's why Shimon's uh, walking around with that jacket. I think I'm going to start. Okay, so let's say people said that his uh, jacket was stolen. It was known that his that someone stole his jacket. Maybe he sold it to, to that person. And the, maybe the original owner himself is the one who's going around saying it was stolen. So yes, he's, he sold it, but now he wants to get it back. So he's going around claiming it was stolen. So he's made that, he made that rumor up. 
אמר רבי יהודה, אמר רב, כגון שבאו בני אדם בתוך ביתו, ועמד והפגין בלילה, ואמר נגנבו כלאי. We're talking about a situation where people came in the middle of the night to his house, they, told, they stole his jacket, and the person is standing outside in the middle of the night screaming, they stole my jacket in front of people. But the Gemara again asks, maybe Kol Shekin, maybe opposite, maybe he really sold to them, and Ilam Matzah, and now he found the reason to go back on his word, and he's going around screaming that they stole it. So the Gemara explains, Rav Kana Mitzayim Ba Mishemede Rav, Rav Kahana, he ends off as follows. When Rav said it, it's Kegon Shaita Machteret Hatura Betoch Beto. There was a tunnel dug under his house. Ubne Adam Shelanu Betoch Beto Yatsu. And the people who were sleeping in his house left. Ve'anbur Kraot Shel Kelim Al Kitfehem. And they had bags and, and, and sacks with different utensils on their shoulders. Everyone's saying, oh, these people stole it from this person. The Gemara says, but if it was in bags, maybe it was just clothing, maybe it wasn't books. So, oh, we're talking about people who saw the theft, were saying, oh, no, his books were also stolen. Maybe small books were stolen, he's claiming the big books were stolen. So, no, we're talking about a situation where, the, where people are saying, oh, they took uh, this book and that book. Maybe their old books ripped up, worn out, and he's claiming they stole new books. Again, we're talking about, we're talking about the people who, who saw them steal, said, they're saying, Oh, these people are taking his uh, clothing and his specific books. So they, they know that it was actually his books, and if it was new, it was new. But the Gemara says, "Umi Amar Rav Achid, the Rav really say we're talking about tunnels." Ve'amarav ba'ba mechteret ve'natal kelim ve'yatsa patur. Didn't Rav say that if someone digs a, a tunnel underground and he steals something, he's patur from paying back because my tamar b'dimekanenu he bought he acquired it with his blood because when he came in through a tunnel, they're allowed to kill him. The Gemara explains, That's only, the Gemara explains, he only acquired it when he came in through a tunnel, because originally he put his life on the line, okay, so therefore you don't have to pay, because you, they, he could have killed you. But in this case, where the people slept over his house, didn't put their life on the line when they came to his house, so they don't acquire it through the danger. And Amar knew that they have to be specific, that this book was told from, that's only when someone who, who sells this thing, so they have to explain that it was stolen. But if it's someone who doesn't usually sell his things, they don't have to say that all oh, this book was stolen from this person because we know he didn't sell it. But the Gemara asks, maybe he needed money and he happened to sell it. So Amarav Asheh says, there is a proof because people are saying that things were stolen from his house. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.